You're listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. So I've had an interesting couple of weeks. My seven-year-old daughter was in um, a theater production, Winnie the Pooh Kids, and it was pretty adorable. The week before the play, after school, they practiced from 4.30 to 8. And so that's kind of a lot for a seven-year-old, but I thought she handled it really well. And then there were three performances, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night. So it's kind of a different experience. And there are always emails going out and like lots of little things I was kind of missing. Um, but I worked with some friends, kind of carpooled and um, had a lot of fun. And my daughter was great. She wasn't, I didn't know if she'd have meltdowns being so exhausted. Um, and what happened was, no, 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 no. Okay. So I got tickets. I realized I would get tickets for my family. So I got like 11 at once for my family. And then I realized I can't just go to one show. Like she's going to need a ride and she's going to want someone there. So I got myself tickets for a Friday night show and the Saturday night show. So because I got the 11, um, because I got the 12 tickets early, I'm like, these are going to be good tickets. Right. So I was feeling good about it. I was getting stressed the day of because my the parking situation wasn't great. So, um, and for some reason with my family, kind of, I'm the baby of the family, I kind of feel like I always screw things up. Even though I help a lot of people, you know, with decluttering and just that's kind of my personality is being that go-to person. I tend to make silly mistakes with my family. It's kind of my self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know if that's the right psychology, uh, psychological term, senior year AP psych. Um so parking was kind of stressful and I didn't know where to tell them to park. I thought they could park in the church parking lot, but they couldn't. So I was worried they were going to get towed. I was a little bit fragile. Like when I have things like, let's say a birthday party to plan, I don't stress about it like a month ahead of time. It's probably that day or the day before because it's just too much for my brain to handle. I kind of focus on one thing at a time. Like I don't pack like two weeks ahead of time. I don't think about my vacation. I kind of do it right before to manage thing one, one day at a time. So I was getting a little stressed for the play. Um, I had already seen my daughter's performance, which was amazing. The whole cast was adorable. She did an amazing job. I was really excited for like my mom and my sister and my husband to see the performance. And I was excited about the seats. And then after I gave everyone settled parking and, and kind of direct them, I am looking for my family and my friend who was there to see us like, oh, they went on the balcony. And so... I was like, what? Why would they go on the balcony? Like I, I got like, I must've gotten amazing seats like in the front row. So I go upstairs and I see them. They're not only in the balcony, but they're like three rows back, horrible seats. It's not a big theater, but in my mind it was horrible. Such a, and they were like, um, I was gonna say cheerleader Girl Scouts sitting in front of us and they were sitting in the seats. So I just started to like get super emotional. I don't know what was going on with me. I started to like cry. I cried to the ticket lady and I told her, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. How does this happen? Like, I got the ticket so early. Why do we have such horrible seats? And she's like, she was really nice. But she's like, you know, you selected the seats. I'm like, oh my God, I did. How did I select such horrible seats? So I'm melting. I go to my friend, kind of ask her, you know, because if your kids are in the play, most likely in your mom, you go to all three performances and we had already seen it. So I'm like, is there any chance like you want to sit seats and she's already seen it. And so she hooked me up with the seat for my husband. Um, and then my mom and sister were able to move up to the front of the balcony and I sat with them too. And people were really nice and understanding. Like we all have those moments when we kind of lose it. I'm like, I don't 
think so. So it was kind of awkward and embarrassing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why I was so emotional. Um, but it ended up being great. And my daughter did a great job. And um, it's nice uh, to have that over. So that's my my random uh, mom story, kind of embarrassing. So let me know if you've had those moments before. Now I will give you some decluttering feedback. I was at my sister's house this morning. We're doing um, Crane Crabtree um, kind of meal planning thing. I, you can, can you tell I'm trying to avoid the word diet because I'm just so done with diets? And certain things that I lose in my house a lot, I don't know where they go. Water bottles, brushes, hair elastics. Well, actually, this water bottle, I, you know, a lot of people that I declutter, they have like 20 water bottles. And, you know, we need to declutter them. My house, I, like I have one. So if I lose it, I'm kind of screwed. So I think I left it at the YMCA. So talking to my sister about a water bottle, she had, so she, we're in the kitchen and she whipped out this basket of water bottles um, way up high. And I was like, oh my God, you have a basket of water bottles. It just looks so organized. So that's my tip. Like, um, and she also had a basket of like baking supplies. So instead of having it look like all cluttery and tchotchke, just kind of put certain like items in a basket like baking so if you're going to go bake you can have all those things um or your water bottles they're just kind of like loose flopping around and bumping into each other that's another tip um and i was asking her because she's kind of an organization guru um let me just say if we work together like it'd pretty much be unstoppable um we worked together before and it worked really well we have different styles definitely but when i moved into my house four years ago wherever it was we had the house unpacked. It looked in like one day. A lot of my clients still have things in boxes from like three years ago and still haven't unpacked it. They don't know what they have. And I'm just like, we literally looked like, I looked like I lived there for like a year in one day because we were so efficient and productive together. Um, so she's pretty proud of herself. Her tip was moving things from bins that were colored to clear so she didn't have to label you could just see exactly what was in there so she was pretty excited about that tip um so yeah i mean just you know get feedback from people who have their act together they love giving tips i didn't know what to say so i'm just like hey what's going on what do you what do you got there and uh we're, we talked about containers so that's pretty exciting My special guest, Susan Finn, she is a digital marketing strategist of Rise Above the Noise. Ooh, that was a good intro. Um, if I do say so myself, welcome to the show. Oh, so good to be here, Becky. You made the trip from Westport. Westport, Massachusetts. And here early. Yes. And amazing. It's a beautiful day out there today. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm enjoying the ride. So Susan is kind of, um, I don't know, I was kind of a little intimidated because I know I know she looked at me like are you kidding me um because we were both members of she breathes mm -hmm. and we go to these monthly meetings and everyone was saying they were a guest of Susan Finn Susan <laughs> why why are you here Susan Finn Susan Finn Susan Finn and you were described as a like major connector and I was like oh I'm a I'm a connector I got to meet this woman sometime so kind of slowly became you know closer and closer kept going to networking meetings together um, now you're a member of Pepper Lane and it's just been awesome to, you know, use your services. So anyway, before I gush about you, 
Tell me more about what is a digital marketing strategist? What is a digital marketing strategist? I'm actually going to back up a little bit. Back up, Becky, because I want back to talk up. about when I met you at Sheep Reads. Mm. And turning the tables. Indeed. I am. I should interview you. <laughs> so sure. Um, the whole connecting thing is such a big part, right, of what we're doing as we're building our business and connecting with people. And, and the more and more you're doing, the more you realize, man, there's a lot of interesting people oh, yeah. out there. And the more people you meet, you realize, oh, this one needs to know that one. And this one needs to know that one. I've got to connect this one. Or there's a book or there's a person or there's a service. And that is such an integral part of who I, who I am and who I feel that I am. And when we go through my history a little bit later, too, you'll see more why about that. So when I met you at Sheep Reads, it was the same thing. It's like, here's a person open to meeting people and connecting people. And not saying no a lot. <laughs> right? And you just want to do it. And you're a lifelong learner. And you learn from people. And you learn from areas around yourself. And so I think that's probably how I got into the whole digital marketing world. So to answer your question, and then we'll, we'll back up a little bit to answer your question. Digital marketing is on the face of it. It is how people learn about you when they're not right in front of you. Okay. Right. So it's going to start with your website and then it's going to be the other things that will support that. It's your email marketing and it's your social media and it's your online listings, right? Like Google, my business, that kind of thing. Mm. Yahoo, Yelp. It's, um, also any of the online things like we could say podcasting is probably a kind of digital marketing because yep. you're creating content for people's consumption. And then it's just a matter of how do people find out about it? How do you send it out and how do you guide people back into it? I have to say that I was not team email marketing, but because you are so like, easy to listen to, not intimidating. You kind of held my hand through things and I am doing things with email. I never <laughs> thought were possible thanks to your guidance. And um, I purchased a course from you and I just love using and hiring people that make scary things doable. <laughs> and you are like the perfect person because you're so relaxing and it's just, you're just so awesome at your job. Hey, tell me what you're loving about your email marketing. <laughs> She's so interviewing me right now. <laughs> That I can do it, um, that it what looks was, good. Well, what was your fear? And then how did you, or how did so we help you overcome it? <laughs> My fear was it seems really complicated. And also, I do not like receiving them, so I don't want to be that person. Mm. But guess what? You can send it once a month, like, you know. Um, and just learning more about how it's so effective compared to other strategies. I just kind of opened my mind, but I think... If you, if I was listening to you and you were annoying me and you were intimidated, I'd be like, nope, definitely a turn off still. But I think just I, you're someone I respect and I listen to and you explain things in a way that is, um, a, you know, digestible. I don't think I've ever said that before, but that you get my, what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? So when, when I'm asked what my superpower is, it is, it's calm. Calm is my superpower. And maybe that's a part of empathy too, when remembering how scary it can be to mm -hmm. learn something new. But I'm going to back up again too. So, <laughs> so about you said what probably 80% of my clients have said to me, I don't like doing email because I get too much email. Oh. 
and I don't want to bother people in oh, their inbox. Oh, I didn't inbox. know that. I thought it was unique. <laughs> so many, because I work with heart-centered entrepreneurs, right? They're energy workers, so they feel other people's energy. Most of them are humble, and they say that. And here's here's what I've been able to kind of turn it around with, right? So the work that you do and the work that most of my heart-centered entrepreneurs do right there, they're light workers and they're energy healers and they're creatives and they're coaches. And knowing that they, that they can change somebody's life, that they have the power to change somebody's life with the work they do, it actually almost becomes an obligation for them to show up where people can find them. It's almost being selfish if you don't. Right. Let somebody know that you can be the answer to the problem that Mm -hmm. they have. Yep. And so once you shift that mindset into, I don't want to be selly selly, or I don't want to show up and I don't want to brag about myself. If you shift that mindset into, I really have people I need to help and they need to know about me and here's what they need to know and here's how I can help them. Here's the pain points I can solve for them. Yeah, totally. I mean, they have to know you're there, right? It's right. just like you said, it's their duty. So it's, um, I had a friend that I was meeting at Starbucks and I'm not seeing her. She's not visible. So I pretty much forced her. And when I did a story of her and interviewed her right on the spot, oh, that's and she's like, I'm going to kill you. That's why I missed your call. But, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's so much fun. So back up to tell me, how did you get to be a digital marketer? Cause I think you have a very interesting story. You did some very different things before. I did. So my background is food science. I graduated with a degree in food science and went right to work for HP Hood. You can feel good about Hood. (laughs) And worked my way up from the laboratory to a supervisor, quality control manager at the Connecticut, Newington, Connecticut plant. And my job there was to to monitor and create systems that brought the milk from the farm into the plant. It Mm. created the products that it would create and then go out to the store and safely into your refrigerator. And that with milk, particularly because it's so perishable, that's a lot of systems Mm. and that's a lot of rules. And that's a lot of getting it right the first time because otherwise you're dumping a ton of milk down the sewer. So now I'm going to fast forward a little bit to when my son, I have four of my own kids and my nephew was living with me as well. And when my son was a year and a half old, my mother had a horrible, horrible car accident, brain injury and a spinal cord injury. Mm -hmm. And so moved her up from Florida to be with me and I was caring for her and the five kids. So there was no way that I could go back to the dairy. That was a 24-7 job. And knowing also that I was somebody who had to have other things to do. I was blessed with a gift. My friend worked for a textile designer and she said, oh, they're going to be getting rid of all this fabric. It's going in the dumpster. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Filled up my suburban three times. There was no room for the kids. They were packed in between all <laughs> That's of this my fabric, life. <laughs> right? Stuff to declutter, yeah. And I brought it home and I said, well, better get a sewing machine. And I started to invite people over to create their own custom tote bags. Cool. And it became a business. And then it was at the website and the email marketing. And what happened at that point was I was sitting with a couple of other women. One was a jewelry maker. One was doing scrapbooking. We talked about business. We didn't really know business. And then we're like, this was really helpful. 
And then the next month we invited more. So the next month it was six people, then 12, then 24. And it mm. became the Women's Business Network of Southeastern Massachusetts. It became like a thing. And we were meeting every month. It was based on, I had gone to a BNI meeting, and maybe you guys have experienced this. I went to a BNI meeting. I have five kids in my house. I'm caring for my mother, bus stop, breakfast, dioramas, like all the stuff that <laughs> mothers have to do. My I haven't thought of that yet. Oh I'm not my there gosh. yet. Oh, that's actually one of my strengths. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> They're fun, but yeah. five kids, it's a lot of dioramas. <laughs> I love dioramas. A lot of shoe boxes. <laughs> I just decluttered, so I should keep them for the diorama mm, day. No. Um, <laughs> and so I went to the BNI, and the thing is, at seven thirty in the morning on a Wednesday morning every week, or however often it was, is not conducive for moms with kids and families to run. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And so this Women's Business Network, I'm like, I think we can do this. And then it became a board, and it had um, all the things. And so that idea of women supporting women. And the idea that we come into our businesses leading with our heart for the most part, and we come into our networking groups with the intent that I'm here to receive, but I'm also here to give. Mm. And that was so magical. And so in creating the Women's Business Network through this artisan tote bag business, I got to really have a good time with the website and the email and the search optimization. And I noticed that a lot of the people in the group were kind of um, not getting their money's worth from their website designers or search optimization. And the more I learned about it, the more I wanted to help the people do that. And so I got certified in all the things and oh. I started to help people just kind of for fun. And then I realized this can be a business. And I was able to pick up a couple of corporate clients and help them with their everything. And the beauty of corporate clients is they've got a, um, a budget line for marketing. So I got to try all the stuff. That's great. And then to be able to have that carry into now the demographic that I want to serve, which is the heart-centered entrepreneurs. And so when we work together, it makes, right, you can just make all the boats rise when you work on it together. That's awesome. So how did you decide heart centers because you were coming from that kind of craft world before? Or? Um, I don't know. I don't think it was exactly the craft, but it was definitely the women's networking mm -hmm. and realizing that, you know, much like Pepper Lane does. Right. It's, it's the idea that there's this mom force and it doesn't fit into the BNI and it doesn't always fit into, into the Chamber of Commerce. It fits into... We're going to do as much work as we can when we have that free time and we're going to create that, but we're also running with the kids and doing the family. And also many of us are taking care of our parents or we're taking care of our in-laws or whatever it is, but we also have that opportunity to get work done and right. to network and to make a real difference mm -hmm. in other people's lives, but just not in the traditional nine to five, put on a suit and go to the office kind of thing. Exactly. Mm. So you're definitely... It sounds very Pepper Lane-esque, and so <laughs> I'm glad you're part of the movement. Sounds like you, you know, you start. How long ago was your business network? Women's Business Network of Southeastern Massachusetts, which is still a thing. It's um, still a thing. Okay, yep. that was my question. Yeah, I think um, Wendy Jurgens is running it now, and she's lovely. I don't oh, know good. If you know Wendy. Um, I would say 18 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. It was before like polka dot, pepper lane. Yeah. Was, like it was before all of these things. And I never monetized it for myself. Okay. And Are I you never like, <laughs> um, it wasn't where I was at the time, right. but I'm grateful for, you know, for the people who started pepper lane, because if I had had the business, business acumen at that time, 
this would have been my vision and I'm so glad somebody's doing it. Right, right. And that's the type of person you are. You don't, you're not like, oh man, everyone's doing whatnot. You know? Yeah, no, it's yeah. my thing. That's... Yeah, the fact that they have that whole learning track and the connecting. Yeah. And like if you need anything, you just ask and they answer right away. Purple answer, deliver. Pretty... Yeah. Yes. It's super generous. So it's like all the things you were saying. Mm-hmm. They just keep giving, giving. It's just amazing. And I'm glad you're part of it. So I want to know like – there's so many pieces that you do. Like what are your different programs or what can you do for people to be people who aren't, don't understand exactly what digital uh, marketing is? So you do websites. See, that's a big question, right? Like what is digital marketing? And I've struggled with right. how to make that clear. I start out by being that person that you can ask any of the questions to. Okay. And if I don't know the answer, then I find somebody who does. I have a lot of resources to me. So for instance, somebody just came to me, they need a new website. I will not build the website, but I have somebody on my team. In fact, I have oh. a number of people that I outsource to. And so I'll get you three proposals of three different websites and I'll give you the pros and cons to each of the proposals that come in and help you make your decision. So if, or if you just need updates, we find updates. So that's website. Um, social media, the same thing. You're not going to want to be on every platform. Let's mm-hmm. talk about which platform works better for your business and for your lifestyle and for what you enjoy doing. If okay. you don't enjoy doing it, let's find something else. Okay. Right. You got to love what you do. You're just not, it's just going to rub too hard. And as you mentioned, email marketing is my number one. Okay. That's your thing. Yeah. If you never did anything else, I mean, you have to have kind of a website or someplace to guide people. Your list, your email list is your list. Okay. And if you're showing up generous and resourceful and open and easy to read, like don't write a novel, make it super quick and easy, mm-hmm. then people are going to feel honored to receive your stuff. And you know what? If they don't want to receive it, they can unsubscribe. Exactly. Yeah. It's so good that way. That's awesome. So I work with people one-on-one. I also run workshops and webinars. I'm just about putting finishing touches on um, um an updated website of my own on a Kajabi platform where I will have a list of any tutorials you want to take. You can just hop on and take a pre-recorded one, or you can register for upcoming live ones, which are great because then you get to ask questions, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy that. And you usually get something like a free uh, call afterwards or a handout. And I'm super excited that within a month, I will be um, launching a membership program. Oh, great. For the people who work with, for the most part, people who have worked with me one-on-one or are at a certain level where they understand what they need to do, but they're kind of slipping back into old habits that didn't serve them, right? Mm -hmm. The accountability of having their every other week calls with me has been great. And then they need a little bit more. So the membership group offers them everything that I love. It offers them Increased access to me, it's weekly Q&A calls that you can just hop on a call and ask any quick questions. How do I change a color? How do I change a link? How do I make a button? Any question at all. Um, Where's my Google Analytics? And But the other thing I love about it is that it's growing the community. And that's what I miss about not being the director of the Women's Business Network is that I can create a community of people that I admire who are doing really amazing work in this world. Connect them to each other because you learn so much from listening to other people's questions Mm -hmm. and hearing about their struggles. And then you're like, oh, that might be somebody I'd want to connect to. 
Mm-hmm. One of your questions earlier, I think I skipped over it, was why did I choose this demographic, the mm-hmm. heart-centered? I think I would love to answer that is that they're the people I want to surround myself with. Mm-hmm. When I get on that call with my ideal client and I'm able to help her and she's talking about you know, the things that she's doing to change people's lives. You know, if it's a, um, oh my gosh, I have these artists that I'm working with right now and it's just beautiful and more people should experience them. Or I have yoga teachers who have just a little bit of a different slant to them that, man, people need to have these people in their life. And I'm honored to have them in my life. Right. Probably a little out of the She Breathes community. A lot of them are out of the She Breathes community. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a great group of people. Just so inspiring. Um, So I also, so you have Rise Above Above the Noise Facebook group and you interview people as well and you read books, you have book clubs. So you're, it's quite a community and thank you for including me. I'm glad that you're there. It's interesting too, because um, I took the ride up this morning with Margo, who I know that you're interviewing later and she's productivity maven. And I was kind of proud when I was saying to her, here's the thing. Like, I know that this interviewing people every week and it's on, um, I invite everyone to join the Rise Above Noise Facebook group where we talk about digital marketing, but we also talk about other business issues. Um, Every month I go through and give excerpts from a book that I'm reading. Mm. You might love it. You might not. It might be a value to you, but it's my way. The reason that I do the work I do is to give people systems to save them time, energy, right? So this is my system for holding myself accountable for reading a book, a business book every month. Because I don't know about you, but like I will buy books because I love buying books and then I'll go through a chapter or two and I probably won't come back to it. Right. But if I'm doing it for you, Becky, if I know that you're over there, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to that. Um, So we just finished the 12 week year, which was fascinating. And now we're going into Gabrielle Bernstein. Is that how I say it? Bernstein? Um, super, super attractor. Oh, fine. Which should be an interesting book too. The other thing I do is because I know the importance of creating content every, on the regular, my way of creating content every week serves my soul. And that is, I like to shine the spotlight on other people. Right. And so what I do is I interview somebody every week at the, on Thursday mornings, usually at 10 o'clock, and it's somebody who's got a really yummy nugget that they can give to my listeners. And then I, so I have it um, live or videotaped on YouTube, on my website, and it creates content that then it's a blog on my website. It goes into my email. It's creating search optimization. It's on my LinkedIn. So I'm doing something I love and creating content that feels authentic and generous to me. And that's what I want my clients to do. I want them to find ways that they can create content that feel feels like they're working within their integrity and that they can be generous. So... When I'm talking to you, I think my blood pressure is going down. <laughs> you are so you are so relaxing. Is this how you're wired, or what's going on here? Yeah. Like, are you? What do you do to stay in this like Zen zone? And I know you did express on social media that you were going through a rough patch, but how do you kind of maintain this kind of Zen? I know you're doing what you love, but like, yeah. what's going on here? You're just so relaxed. 
I think I, you know, I don't know. I think this is just this how is I you? am. This is what? just me. Yeah. You don't do like yoga every day or meditate? I do yoga regularly. I have a meditation practice, but um, I think that, yeah, it all kind of ties in together. So with five kids and a, your mom that you're taking care of, you were kind of like this too? Pretty much. Wow. wow. I mean, the things that would get me up, and agitated would probably be time constraint things, as you know, right? Like getting everyone in the car. Yeah. It's or, a tense moment. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, or like you were supposed to be on a call and the kids are acting up. So those are things. But I don't frazzled. have that anymore. Everybody's out now. Okay. That's great. Uh, so and you live just pretty much dog. at the beach. I always see pictures. Mm-hmm. In Westport, I live 10 minutes from the beach. And so I do get to walk on the beach. So that's another Zen moment for me that all helps. of the time. It really does. Yeah. And then what's nice too is... Again, finding the systems that work for yourself. So when I want to network um, with somebody now, I can say, you know, especially in the nicer weather, I can say, you know, Friday afternoons, we take a, I usually take a walk on the beach. And so I can have a, you know, like you might sit and have coffee with somebody. We'll have a walk and talk. With coffee? With coffee. That's amazing. Or, I love it. Yeah. That's so great. This has been so awesome. Um, so tell, what, do you have any like last minute tips for people or... You know, what would you say if someone's struggling being visible and putting themselves out there? What would you say a good first step or any tips that you have? So here's the first tip, and then I'll give you kind of my side, is that you're probably more awesome than you even know. Truth. Right? And we have such a tendency to not see our gifts. I know I also, I'm like, oh, you just... I'm going to give an example, like the whole email thing, right? And so I was with a client one time and I'm like, well, you just do this and then you just do that. And she said, Susan, you say just do this and just do that. And I want to, my stomach ties up in knots. Right. So I realized that what it was, was that it seemed much easier to me Mm -hmm. because it's what I do. And so what you do, you're, you probably are not giving yourself credit for being as amazing as you are. And I would say that to all of my heart-centered entrepreneurs. Is Go that, on. <laughs> so take, so take, take some time and maybe even talk with your close friends or colleagues or Pepper Lane group or whatever it is and ask them for that feedback. What is it that makes you unique or what is it that they see as a value for you? And in general, too, if you're working with clients already, try to get some testimonials. Have a system for getting testimonials because those words are going to give you insights into yourself that you could never, ever come up with on your own. And try to accept what people say instead of saying, I don't know about that. Like yes. self-deprecating. <laughs> yes. Just receive, right? Like that's what they, at the last Pepper Lane that I was at with Vaughn Marie it was just like sit back and receive, or I think it was also, uh, actually Clara. Just sit and receive. That's it, hard. It <laughs> is hard, right? Because we're so used to putting everybody first. Um, so, so do that. Um, I invite anybody to get on a twenty-minute discovery call with me, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about, you know, where you're at, where you want to be, what you love to do, what are your non-negotiables will not do. And let's see what we can do. Just that one thing, right? Like with Pepper Lane, what's the one simple act that we can work on together to bring you to the next level? And how can we put you together with the community after we go through this learning section of my programs? How can we connect you with a community that's going to keep you Mm. on track, keep you accountable and hold hold your feet to the fire in a gentle way? 
but give you feedback and I think accountability right. seems to be the strongest thing. Do you still have that community where you hold each other accountable? I do. I okay. have a number of accountability groups for, on, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I have an accountability buddy uh, that I talk with regularly. I have an accountability group. We just had a four-hour retreat last week. Oof. And honestly, we were like, oh my gosh, next time it has to be six hours because done. we got so much done and insight and support. And so building a community like that is so, so very important. Yeah, it's uh, for me, things kind of have to be fun. Yes. So if you're on the phone with people and you're all kind con- even if you're just sitting in silence, you kind of know that you're holding each other accountable. It's just much more desirable for me to to do that on a call or in well, a Well, you're going to love my membership group then, Becky, because one of the things we're doing is I said that you can get an hour, there's an hour, um, well, actually, it's going to be 45 minutes at a Q&A every week. But the, one of the other things we're doing is a two-hour implementation session every month. Mm. where you check in, you look at each other, you say, what are you working on? You write it in the chat, and then you shut your camera off, and you get to work for an hour, check in with each other, and then get to work for another hour. So the fact that you're putting a two-hour block of time to get that next email out, to write that blog, um, to get – I thought I was going to do a bigger work, and then I was talking to my coach, and she said, what are you working on? And I'm like, and she said, you know what? These two hours that you're going to get, knock off all those little things that I had, had, you know, hanging over your head. And I did. In two hours, I got rid of all the little things Energy, yeah. so that I could focus on the bigger projects that I'm working on. Oh, that's awesome. It's so good. So what's the best way to get in contact with you? Is it through Rise? No. Yep. You can go, you can do riseabovenoise.com. I would love for you to join the Rise Above Noise Facebook group, which is where all the fun happens. Mm-hmm. I have a Susan Finn online um, Facebook page, but you guys by now pretty much realize that all the fun happens <laughs> the in, where the, in the groups. Yeah. And go ahead and hop on my website or hop anywhere you'll see, because this is what I do. Hop on my email list, and that way you'll get, it's usually every week, sometimes every other week, kind of who I've interviewed, any good webinars coming up. I offer discounts for my inner circle um, subscribers. Oh, you are just, you're like my hero. I just feel so calm. I feel like I just went to yoga. You're awesome. Everyone, good. you must be so busy because you're just so lovely. Everyone must, must want to work you, with you, even Becky, though it's something thing. such a stressful thing. But not with you. It isn't. No, no. And if you just take the small steps, right, because it does seem overwhelming when you try to do it all at one time. Totally. If you do one thing and you know where you're going, you know that this one thing will bring you there, but let's just do this one thing first. Oh, so awesome. And your emails are beautiful, right? They're simple and clear like you. They're not cluttered, (laughs) but it's enough to remind people, here I am, here's what I do. Yeah. My email list is not built, but I'm, I'm doing something. And I think that's like just putting yourself out there, not waiting to be perfect is really what works for me. Well, if anybody's listening to this podcast and they're not on your email list yet, oh, yeah, you probably should get it. I forget email about list. like advertising myself, www.declutterista.com. <laughs> Join my email list. It pops up. Yes. Which I don't know if I'm liking the pop-up as much. I feel like it's too, because it kind of gets away from my dance video. <laughs> Anyway, but thank you for being on the show. This has been amazing. And thank you for carpooling with Margot. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, what a great way. Again, right? Like taking a walk on the beach. It was great to spend time. And that's, I think I found Margot through your Rise Above the Noise interview, we did. probably. I, uh, that's where I yeah, noticed well, her. We did a webinar, too. We did a pr- productivity. Oh, maybe that was it. Social okay. media productivity webinar. That was a lot of fun. I love productivity. I'm, I'm going to be on track after you guys today. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. 